Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. The ancient Greek was saying that everything that was beautiful was also good. And I think that the world is changing to whatever is good is also beautiful. If you were reimagining how fashion worked, where would you start? What is it that you feel? Is it all about data? Is it all about algorithm? Is there is a place for intuition? Is there any place for creativity that doesn't come from number? I think that the lack of time is what makes us run sometimes to wrong direction. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion, and welcome to the latest episode of the BOF podcast. This week on BOF Live, I caught up with my friend Albert Elbaz, who talked to me a bit about life in lockdown, his new project with the Richemont Group, and some of the observations and suggestions he has on how to create a better fashion industry. Here's Albert Elbaz, Inside Fashion. Hello, everyone. This is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. Welcome to the latest episode of BOF Live. I am super excited about today's conversation because it's with one of my favorite people in the fashion industry, uh, the celebrated, much-adored designer, Albert Albaz. Hello, Albert. I'm so happy that I'm one of your favorite people, not just favorite designer. You're just one of my favorite people, period, which is why I'm so excited to talk to you. And, you know, you and I have had the opportunity to go from being the people who passed each other at fashion events and kind of nodded to people who've really, I think, gotten to know each other better over the past um, few years. And, you know, my personal high point was when you gave your talk at Voices 
which was such a important moment at that specific voices, but also at voices generally. And you were talking a lot in that conversation or in that speech, Albert, about some of the things you were grappling with as someone who had kind of stepped outside the fashion system. And you had some observations, you know, with a little bit of distance and perspective and being, as you said, unemployed, what you thought of the fashion industry at that time. And what I wanted to do today was to really pick up where you left off at Voices, because of course we find ourselves now in a completely unprecedented circumstance. The fashion industry in many ways is on its knees. And so, you know, the first thing I just wanted to talk to you about was just on a personal level, how are you grappling with this? How are you making sense of what's happening? You know, Imran, I was listening to uh, voices from two and a half years ago and I called myself a jobless and a homeless. And I think I ended uh, the conference with Aretha Franklin with respect and trust. And I think that I I said, I think, at, at the conference that love is almost a word that is overused. And I go back now to respect and trust that those two will bring love again. And I think this is the moment we're living. So, you know, for the whole world, like myself, it's 54 days in quarantine at home. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like microphobic and I'm hypochondriac, so it doesn't make it um, easier for someone like me. But all of us, everybody I speak with, I think that the new world that is kind of appearing everywhere is the word fear which was a word that we didn't really use much because we're not afraid. We were kind of protected. We did things, we created, we traveled the world. Um, we, we, we made some project here and there and everywhere. But the fear was not a word that we use much. And one of a sudden, everywhere I go and every person I speak with, actually, I don't go much anywhere. But when I speak with people, I hear again the word fear. Um, so in a way, we, I would say, yes, wow, this is so pessimistic. But I don't know. I read so many articles and some history books lately, and, and it shows and that after every pandemic, after every big war, there is a peak of economy and, and art. And maybe it's the time to be a little bit more optimistic about the future, about a better future. You know, I I know this story about the clown that this woman sees him and he's crying. And she's asking him, how come you're crying, clown? And he said, I'm just resting. And I think this is actually what we're going through. We're crying a little bit so we can laugh again. We're holding a little bit and we slow down the system. And whatever happened to me, Imran, in those three and a half years of observing the world, and refusing to go and take any other offer was what happened to everyone. The only thing is that for the world, it's 50 days. And for me, it was 1,000 day in a day. And it was looking and observing and thinking about what's next. And in a way, if we took now my conference at Voices, I can actually just bring it back. Because in a way, it's becoming even more relevant like how the world is changing, how people are changing, how, how you just talk to people and they're looking for different things, how you're going through Instagram and one of a sudden you see all these actresses that are usually like 
in perfection, makeup and hair and everything, and there are no makeup. And I ask myself why. I mean, the, the question why is always the question I ask the most. Why no makeup? What is it? And, and I think that it's this moment of truth. You know, the Greek, the ancient Greek were saying that everything that was beautiful was also good. And I think that the world is changing to whatever is good is also beautiful. And we're going from just beautiful to also good. And this is a good place for me because, as you can tell, I'm not that beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Always self-deprecating, Albert, always self-deprecating. I mean, I think that's a really interesting point. So, So let's pick up from there because, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the lack of substance and authenticity in fashion over recent years. It had become too big. It had become too fast. There were too many shows. There were too many brands. There was too much product. If you were reimagining how fashion worked, where would you start? What would be the things that you would say, okay, if we're going to make something good that is also beautiful? So to begin with, I would say that from this bulimia that we were talking about before, I don't think and I don't believe that we should go to anorexia because both are eating disorder. So it's not that we're going to like buy nothing or buy less or buy one or don't buy and pay minimum. Because I think that part of what we do is giving joy to people. This is what fashion is all about. This is what art is all about. This is what design is all about. We're finding solution. We're finding um, way to make people more, more, beautiful, happier, more content. That's the nature. That's what we do for living for others. Um, Yes, I think that there were so many shows. Yes, I think there were too many collections. Yes, I think that we were traveling like there was no tomorrow, that we didn't have the time to rest and to think and to ask all these why questions, what is it that I do? And with all the talks that I had with my colleagues, none of them told me I'm really happy. So they were not happy. The, the, The... CEO were not happy. There was this kind of, we do it because we have to be more powerful. We have to make it a billion dollar business. We have to make it three billion. But what is it that we do? And I think that today what I'm feeling, and it's not a coincidence that we're doing a podcast because I hear so many more podcasts. It's almost like a la mode. I think that there is a change that we're going through from being spectator to become audience as well. When we are a spectator, we're very busy looking at the packaging. We're very busy taking, you know, a selfie and photographs, everything. You know, I see so many of those shows where people are not looking with their eyes anymore. It's only through the video that they're taking. So I think that being a spectator is one thing. You see the outside, you're very taken by the look, by the image. Here, when you are an audience, you listen. And when you listen, there is also a place for dream. There is a place for thinking. And we're living in a world that is also a smart world. We see how technology is moving forward, everything and in every domain. And yes, we have to think. Yes, we have to dream. Yes, we have to use the intuition again. I think that many times, I mean, I speak with people and everybody has a question and they think that we all have an answer. It's almost sometimes, Imran, like those American tests 
that you have a question and four answer, and you have to pick the one and multiple choice. Yeah, multiple exactly. choice. Yeah. And somehow I think that it's time that none of those answers is right. We have to look for an individual answer. So it's almost the fifth answer. And it's maybe not only the fifth answer, but it's also to use the sixth sense, to use back intuition, to use back your gut feeling. What is it that you feel? Is it all about data? Is it all about algorithm? Is it, is there is a place for intuition? Is there, is there any place for creativity that doesn't come from number, you know? And, and, and I believe that, you know, there is nobody to blame. I cannot blame the designer. I cannot blame, you know, the, the system itself. It's something that happened and built itself. It's like Babylon, you know, it's like one more tower after another. And then we find out that we don't speak the same language, that we run and run. We want to reach God. We want to reach the sky and higher the better and, 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 and faster the even better, better, better. And here, I think that we're actually looking to, to build like almost a villa in a jungle. And this is a good thing. This is a great thing. Mm. You know, when you were talking just now about algorithms and data, it made me think about um, some research that I've been looking at that it said actually, you know those moments, Albert, when you know you're someone's having a conversation and they're talking about, say they're talking about diapers. And the next thing you know, you're on Instagram or you're on Google and you've shown an ad for diapers. And you think, wow, the, the Google software is listening to me, you know, or like Facebook is listening to me. They're they're like eavesdropping on my conversation. And actually, as the experts explain it to me. What that means is not that they're listening in on you. It's that the algorithm has got, algorithms have got to know you so well, they can predict the things that you're interested in and the things that you're talking about just because of all of the information that you have. But it strikes me, as you say, that you know, when you have algorithms predicting what you're interested in, you're losing that sense of spontaneity and, and creativity that comes from instinct that to discover things that you never knew you wanted. You know, that you, you, that the algorithm couldn't predict that you wanted. And it feels like a little bit of what we've lost in this, in this situation that we're in. And a lot of people are using the word instinct uh, in conversations in recent days is that, you know, we really need to get back to that sense of like creativity as the source, not as the end product, but really as the beginning of where it all where it all starts. I think, Imran, that for a long time, designers were a little bit pushed away from the driving seat. I mean, it was more about different uh, categories that were more important. I mean, we, we should maybe call it by its name, like marketing. What does the marketing need? What do people want? What did they want? And I always said that whatever they want doesn't mean necessarily that this is what they would love to have. Yeah. So... I believe driving back in the driver's seat, I think time, time will be like a very important issue. Um, you know, before choosing my team at AZ Factory, I mean, I saw 160 people, uh, out of them about 80 just as fashion designer. I think that I interviewed everybody from every company in the universe. This is for the current project that you're working on, yeah. And, and I heard the same exact story. And I think that the lack of time is what makes us 
run some time to wrong direction because we don't have the time to, to digest. We don't have the time to think. We don't have the time to, to kind of put together a story that is not based on, on vintage and it's not based on some secondhand store, but it's based on a thought, it's based on a body, it's based on a need, it's based on, on, on something that you see around and you think, okay, I'm going to work on it, but we don't have the time. It's not that we're less good. You know, the other day I was uh, a judge, which I don't always like to be. I always say when there is a judge or is a, a criminal. So I was a judge at FTA 2020. And it's interesting how out of 25 designers, 24, they're all talking about sustainability and echo and, and, and diversity. And one of a sudden I felt a little bit like Mother Teresa myself from the other side. And I thought, wow, so now the whole subject of sustainability and echo and diversity is already here. It's already a fact, and we do it because we care. Sometimes I believe, Imran, we have to define better what does it mean sustainability, you see, for me. Yeah. Is it just like a yarn coming from a recycled plastic bottle from whatever, or sustainability also means transparent, and it is to do good, to be good, not to copy from each other, but to try to be original, um, to, to work in a certain way. I mean, that is something that interests me today. The other thing, after I finished the four or five hours judgment, I was thinking, where are all these young designers goes? You know, there are two questions that are coming to my mind a lot these days. And I read some of the analysts, you know, from Bain and McKenzie. And, but I think, what else? What didn't, they didn't talk about? There are two issues. One is stores and one is designers, young designers. Um, to start with young designers, you know, my generation designers, and I feel so old saying my generation. I actually think that with designers, there is not men designer, or women designer, or young or old. They are good designer and not too good designer. That's the definition. Mm -hmm. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. 
They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts. Specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. But when I see people that graduated and they are not sure where do they want to go, and they are not sure that they want to be an intern like we were. I was an intern for like nine years before I came and did my thing. Because here there is this this feeling that you finish school and you have to have your own life. You have to have your own collection. And then when you speak with people that are having their own collection, they are going through really a difficult moment. A lot of them, I'm not talking about all of them, but they're going through a difficult moment of putting a collection together, have the money, have the sources and the resources behind. Yet when they go and they work as stagiaire, they said we learned almost nothing because we never meet the big designers. We just work as second implement. And you know what? I, I had this maybe stupid idea, maybe less stupid, but I've been to many, many factories, especially the last four years. Factories of shoes, factories of bags, factories of fabrics, factories in Africa, factories in in America, in South America. And I found out that in many of those factories, the owner of the factory has a bit of a design desire and they have their own collection. And usually it's horrible. I always say that let's the CEO be a CEO, a CFO, a CFO, and let's the designer design. If I was a young designer today and just in the beginning of my career, I will go every year and try to apply to work with a factory a factory to learn how to make those damn bags, a factory to learn how to make those jeans and to understand the process. I mean, 
a factory in, in Ethiopia when they create new cotton and they try to do all this hysterically beautiful like pareo, but go learn it in, in Ethiopia where the cotton is there. And I have to say that as a designer, the fact that you are in a factory and you can produce an idea within a day, you see it and you learn. Here I go and I call designer also expertise. And I think that another word besides fear that is coming to me again and again is the word experts. I'm a TV junkie, you know. Um, one of a sudden, I don't go on each channel. I go and I listen expert and doctors and philosopher and historian and artist. And I want to see and to hear what is it that they have to say. Mm -hmm. And I think that expertise, to be expert, to be a singer, to be a designer, to be an actor, to be a filmmaker, to be a construction guy, to be a chef. You don't have to be a chef and a dancer. You can be a dancer. Yeah. You can be a DJ. And here is one suggestion for many of them, for, for designer I'm speaking with. And I think that the whole industry is always used to actually give them the fish. And I think that it's maybe time to teach them how to fish so they can have a fish for the rest of the week mm. and not only for one night. Mm. So this is for me with young designers. The second thing that comes to me, I just read again about Neiman Marcus. Yeah. And before about Barney's. And these are all people I know for years and they're my friends and I know how good they are and I know how long they are in this business and what he took them and all the flights around the world not being with their family for years. And they are good. And yet you see that one store after one is going down and it's killing me. You see, even with our project, first I thought, no, online, just online. And then I thought part of being sustainable is also working and supporting the stores. So actually, it's not that they work for you, you work for them, but you work together with the stores. And then I had another idea, Imran. You see, my job You're is to full give of ideas. ideas right? Always full of ideas. So I was thinking, you know, people go and... There are, I, I hear so many of my friends that tell me once my husband is falling asleep, he starts snoring, I take my phone and I go online. And they don't go to stores. So I was thinking, what will make people go back to stores? And I thought, let's take the whole online and do it on the floor. Imagine if you go to one of the big department stores and you have a floor that it's not divided by designers, but it's divided by category. And you take shirts from all the designers in the world, or all the ones that are buying. And you take all so the codes from the different... like an online store. So everything is... Like so you go to a exactly. store and you know you're looking for a shirt. So you go to the shirt exactly. section and you have all the shirts. Oh, and, and you know what? When you go, for instance, to some of the department stores in Madison Avenue, and then you go downstairs, all the biggest stores are downstairs as well. So why would people show at the third floor of department store XYZ and not at the big store, you know, of, of that company. And I thought if I had a store and I had a place where I will have the best of by category where I can find like all the red bags in one spot from Valentino, from Dior, from Chanel, then I'll go and I'm looking for a white shirt. So I'll see a shirt from Yoji, a shirt from 
McQueen and a great shirt from Rick Owens, and all of them are there. And there are so many good people that, that can do the editing. Mm. So again, here, we're looking for solution. We're sitting home. And one thing is saying, oh, we're going from bulimic to anorexia. Oh, we have to have a change. Oh, it has to be meaningful. And then I'm telling people, what do you mean meaningful? Explain meaningful. Explain experience. Explain expertise. Here, I give you some of my thoughts. I'm not sure if they're good. Maybe no, some I lo- are. I love that idea. I love that idea. I, well, yeah, it's like free retail consulting for the 700 people watching us right now. Um, Albert, another thing I wanted to touch on is I know you're a people person. You know, you're someone who has like a connection with the people that you work with, with the people in your life. And um, it just made me wonder how you're staying connected with people right now. How are you managing to, to kind of maintain your relationships? Are you, are you on these video calls all the time or are you, have you decided to spend more time on your own reading books or how are you spending your time? To be honest, uh, Imran, I was uh, putting like some books next to my bed and I started to read, but I was so anxious and so unrelaxed that I find myself reading the same page 25 times again and again. So it took me a week to realize, Albert, you're now in a bunker. You're safe. You're not having any meeting. Go meet yourself. And at 8.30 in the morning, there was a bit of a routine. I started to work, but then I disconnected my phone till 5 o'clock. And at 5 o'clock, I started all my meetings, phone calls, a lot of Zoom. I must say that I'm in love with Zoom, and yet... After three, four hours on Zoom, I'm exhausted, like beyond belief. And I have no idea why. I'm trying to think and to ask myself, what is it about Zoom that makes me not a zombie, but <laughs> so I love that, a zombie. We're all zombies now. I wonder if someone yeah. else has thought of that or if you just coined something that we could turn into a phrase. Yeah, but we're working with people. We're working around, you know, we as designers were only like a conductor of an orchestra, a jazz orchestra. So we have to work with them. We have to give and to get. And life is about giving and getting. And and a lot of those meetings, a lot of uh, in and out conversation about different things, a lot of processes being done. And actually, I finished everything after 52 days here at home. I finished last night. And this morning, I sent an email with all the different projects I was working on. And we're starting. So um, I, some people are asking here in the, in the questions what you're allowed to tell us about this new project. And I know you can't say very much yet, but I'm not doing my job unless I ask you, you know, what you're able to tell us now. I know you probably have some things up your sleeve, like a magician, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, one thing that uh, was interesting at Richmond when I met them, And they said that at Richmond, we don't talk about things we're going to do, but we speak about what we are doing or what we have done. And, you know, I, I put the team together. We, we um, started to work a few weeks and we had to go on quarantine. So it's only a beginning. And I, 
I really prefer to start talking about the project once I have it done, at least one project, so I can talk about what is it that I want to do. And there is nothing mystery or abstract about it, but this is, again, one of those things that I thought maybe time to whisper um, and to say, not to say less, but to say right and to wait a little. And there is nothing wrong with giving time and taking time and slow down the system. So, you know, we're trying, I'm trying to, to do um, a story. You see a company that is made to measure to what I believe in. Like you did, Imran, when you started BOF. You were a pioneer. You did what you did, and it was new, and it was different, and you did it that it would be right for you with your business background and love for fashion and understanding of people and values. So this is maybe one of the reasons that I didn't feel comfortable to go back and replace someone in his own work and then just be the replacement. Right. And it's not that I didn't want to be the second wife. I want to be the first wife. It's not about that. But it's just about doing things from A to Z. And this is part of being a reset or a restart or a startup. You name it, you choose the one you want to pick from this little uh, salad I'm offering you in the buffet. But it had to be small for me to start small, to start with. An idea, I think that at Voices I spoke about the fact that I want to be a little bit like a fisherman in a digital fisherman boat. So it's digital, but it's small and I can make a right and a left and I can stop sometime and I can fish some goldfish. And this you can do not from a cruise boat, you know. These days they don't have a place to park. You know, I think... It's really interesting that you find yourself in a situation where you're launching a company in the midst of a pandemic. But you know, I was looking at some research that was put together by this uh, organization called Lion Tree, and they were talking to me. They had this some slides with the history of other crises and the companies that were started during those crises, and these were like game-changing companies because. And it's at moments like these, and maybe you are a little bit ahead of the curve, that when you're, when you're in a crisis, it creates an opportunity to create something genuinely different because we're forced to see the world differently. We're forced to kind of act on the things that we may have been thinking about for a long time, but haven't had the, either the courage or the necessity to change. And so I'm really excited to see what you are cooking up at AZ factory. And I guess, I guess we'll have to wait for more details on that later. I'm, I'm excited about it as well. And, uh, you know, uh, working with Richmond as a backer was a great thing. Um, because they're not only fashion, they're, it's a company that also produce watches time, mm-hmm. see, and, um, and jewelry. And it's all about long-term, not about short-term. And it's a company that whisper. And I found myself um, in the right place, you see. And after a long time of not being in love with fashion anymore, I was looking to fall in love again. And I'm happy to announce that I am. Great. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, I wanted to conclude, Albert, with one final thing, which is, the impact that you have on people. And we've, we've had a, we've had a comment come through from someone 
that I would like to read out to you if you, if you wouldn't mind. And her name is Solange Bokovi. And she says, hello, I hope you are all well. This is not a question, but I believe it's important to highlight the following. Albert Elbaz played a major role in my modeling career back in the time. I have been touched by his kindness and the level of respect he gave me as a young model. Hashtag new face. I was just stepping into my first Paris Fashion Week show. I was naive and intimidated by this whole new scene. And Albert has been one of the rare designers to show respect to black models at a time which was more challenging than today in terms of diversity and inclusion. I am glad to hear someone who does not pretend and who actually walks his own talk. I will remember that day until today, as back then I was a baby. 18 years later, I'm grateful. Do you remember Solange by any chance? I do remember. I remember Solange. And um, you see, I have tears. It's those moments, you see, that it pays off to be good to people because it's a boomerang. It comes back to you. Yeah. And um, especially with models that are really young, they're coming to the big city, the agents sent them with their book, you know, with a token run. And you come, you see them walk and next. And it was really touchy to read that someone remember us. And it's not just me, it's everybody around me, because I could not be me without people around me. And I'm very, very touched, and that subject is very, very important to me. I mean, I always said when it comes to models, it's, it was never important to me if she's black or white or Asian. I don't see color. When it comes to people, I'm colorblind. And not only I'm colorblind, but I think that it's, it's a moment that... We are here to bring people up on a pedestal to make them bloom and shine. And this is also part of our job, to help women look good, not to transform them, not at all, but to make them a better version of them. And this was something that Meryl Streep said about me when she presented me the award of uh, the superstar of fashion. Uh, and that's what she said. And that's for me. It was nice to hear, and nice to hear it from a model that worked with us before, and very, very touched. Yeah. Thank you so no, much. Thank you, and thank you, Solange, for sending that comment through. It's like, it's nice to have these moments of connection, even though we're all uh, at home, in isolation, in our bunkers, as Albert said. And uh, I want to thank you, Albert, for taking time to chat with me today. Thank you, I miss our chats, and I hope... I hope I miss you. I know. I, I really hope we can have a chance to connect in person soon. But until then, I look forward to hearing whispers about your new project. We're all keenly awaiting for it to appear. I wish you health and safety and happiness and creativity. <laughs> I love it. All right. And I, I hope what the results are. Us. Thank you, Imran. All the same to you. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Ron. Big hug. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for joining us for this episode of BOF Live. We've reached hundreds of thousands of people who joined us from all over the world. And we see it 
as a, an integral part of our mission to open, inform, and connect the global fashion industry. So I hope you'll join us for another edition of BOF Live soon. Thank you again, Albert. And I wish you all a wonderful day wherever you are in the world. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, and you might be interested in joining the Business of Fashion's global membership community, BOF Professional. Our members receive exclusive deep dive analysis, regular email briefings, as well as unlimited access to our archive of over 10,000 articles, our new iPhone app, biannual special print editions, and all of the online courses and learning materials from BOF Education. Hello, listener. Is it me you're looking for? As brands, we're always wanting to make a connection to find the person you can rely on, the one that's there every week, month, or year, and always has your back when you need them the most. It's a little like matchmaking, don't you think? With ACAST podcast ads, you can filter for your exact dream audience so you can find the ideal customer for your business. The Romeo to your Juliet, the Rachel to your Ross, the Bert to your Ernie, and avoid those red flags and time wasters. Your ads can communicate with them in the most intimate way possible. A one-on-one conversation, a chance meeting in the gym, or a coffee shop. So go on, give it a try. With over hundreds of thousands of listens a month, your person is probably here. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com to get started.